0: Welcome to the Glory Podcast. We're so glad that you're listening. Our mission is to declare God's glory. Please visit glorychurchkc.com to hear all of our other messages. Um, We've been talking all about giving, and everybody loves that, right? (laughs) Yeah, giving's our favorite series. Um, But we're in week three, the final installment. Of giving, so it's almost over. Um, Last week, Gabby came hard uh, talking about talents in the Bible and how God calls us to use our talents, um, whether they're financial or whether they're like a gift that we've been given. Um, And if we store those away and we don't use those, uh, then that's not good. And Gabby used the words, we will be held accountable for that. So she came hard. Um, But it's so true, and I'm thankful for her. And two weeks ago, Greg came and he talked about the first fruits. how whenever we are given something by God um, that he blesses us with it, we have to remember that it's all his. Um, And the first of anything, whether it's financial or whatever, it needs to go to him um, because he's the one who provides and gives us everything that we need. Um, And I'm excited today. Today we're talking about the other side. The other side, and you might hear me say that 50, 100 times today because I believe that The other side is something that he calls all of us to. And I've been burdened because I feel like so often we step into salvation and we are content with just sitting in that relationship and not branching out into the unknown that he calls us into. And that the abundant life is truly not just in salvation. It wasn't just something to get us to heaven. It's in the relationship and getting to know him more and more every day. And so I'm excited that we're going to be talking about today. So it's not going to be all about financials, so you can rest easy. Uh, Financials and also the giving of our time, the giving of so many different things. And I'm excited. But first, I feel like we need to just pray and invite God in. So let's pray. Father, God, I'm just so thankful for you. You truly are good. You brought so many people in here today. um, And just to be able to worship with them this morning was truly a blessing. Just to be able to speak your name. So, Father, I pray is that I'm up here, that it truly would be none of my words. <laughs> they would see none of Dalton. Nobody wants to see that. <laughs> we just want to see you. So you come in. You take away the things that, that have been oppressing your people. You take it away the things that don't want you to be here, and you come in here fully. Because we bring you in, and we, we want to see your Holy Spirit today. I feel it thick in this room, that you want to move, that you want to take our lives and transform And that when we leave here today, that you brought new conviction and encouragement to our hearts. And that this week, we would be transformed by your word. And that our lives would look different every day as we go from one degree of glory to the next. Because that's the God who you are. You don't call us to stay where we're at. You call us to go to the other side. And I'm so thankful for who you are. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Uh, You can open up your Bibles or look on the screen, uh, physical or cellular Bibles. Uh, We're going to be in Luke talking about the calling of Simon Peter. Is this up on the screen for them? Thank you. Um, So Luke 5, 1 through 11, I'll read it. It says, on one occasion, while the crowd was pressing in on him to hear the word of God, he was standing by the lake of Genseray. I looked up how to say that this week. Jensore, doesn't look like that. Uh, Jensore, and he saw two boats by the lake, but the fishermen had gone out of them and were washing their nets Getting into one of the boats, which was Simon's, he asked him to put out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the people from the boat. And when he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. (laughs) I love this. And Simon answered, Master, I've worked all night and I've got nothing. I have nothing but at your word, I will let down the nets one more time. I'm going to let them down. And when they had done this, they enclosed a large number of fish, and their nets were breaking. That's so good. They singled their partners in the other boat to come and help them. <laughs> they had to bring other people in and experience it. That's good, too. And they came in and filled both the boats so that, they, so that they began to sink. But when Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. For he and all who were with him were astonished at the catch of fish that they had taken. And so also were James and John, sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. And Jesus said to Simon, do not be afraid. From now on, you're going to be catching men. And when they had brought their boats to land, they left everything and followed him. Ooh, and I'm excited because it's not just for Peter, it's for you. And it's for me. Um, The other side is for us. And as we look around today, looking at this table, looking at this screen, uh, would you all just... Uh, Pick up your connect card. Pick it up for me. Now, if you're new today, um, you might have picked this up already and looked at it. But when you pick that up and you look at one side, you begin to read, right? Usually. And then when you get down to the bottom, what do you do? You can say it out loud. When you get down to the bottom of the front, turn it over to the back, right? You go to the other side. Yeah. You go to the other side. Let me tell you why. As you're reading the front of that, when you get down to the bottom, you don't want to just know a half or a part of it. You don't want to know just the front of it because you want to have the full experience. So you turn it over to the other side. And in our lives, let me tell you that many of us are only experiencing Jesus a little bit, but we don't know the other side. Now today, he is calling each of us to step into that other side. And he is good for that. let me tell you again, it's not all about finances. I got a lot to talk about. But let me tell you, we come up with three questions in our heart. When we're thinking about the other side, I believe that God has given me three questions that come up in our head whenever we're considering whether we're going to step into the other side. When we're going to step into the other side of, am I going to speak this to this person? They don't really know Jesus. Are they going to accept me? Are they going to think that I'm weird because I'm talking about Jesus? Ooh, small group. Oh, I know God has called me to community, but I just have, I don't have another time. There's a lot of things, and I'm not trying to to, to call all of you out, but um, I believe that it's specific for each person, and I'm praying that today that he would show up in you, and you would feel, okay, this is what you've been calling me to, this is the thing I've been scared, and I've been staying on my side, it's time to go to the other one. so the first question, when we think of the three, the first one is, is the other side really meant for me? Is the other side meant for me? Because I believe that a lot of times when we're thinking about stepping forward for Jesus, when we're stepping into the things that he, he's called us to, a lot of times we say no because we don't think that we ourselves are good enough. And it's true, you're not, but it doesn't matter. That's not the point. He is good enough. Um, and many times this has been my thought process in my head that I have to know the Bible enough in order to step into a certain role that in order to be up here, that I have to have it all memorized or something crazy. That's not what God calls us to do. And so the first point is that it's not about the messenger. It's about the message. It's not about the messenger. It's about the message. When we look at the life of Simon Peter, okay, when he calls Peter, he is a fisherman Now, do you all think that that is, like, something that people think of as, like, a worthy job? Like, it's like, you fish and, like, you're providing, but do you think Peter thought of himself as, like, a scholar or somebody high in their day? Probably not, right? Okay? Because back then they elevated, like, the priests and, like, the Levites and everything like that. And Peter's like, I I fish. Yep. I I catch fish. Um, And I'm telling you that many times Peter could have looked at himself and said that I'm not good enough to follow Jesus. Look at this man, so perfect, called to speak to people. I'm just a fisherman. And for many of us in our lives, we look at ourselves and we say that I'm not that good at speaking in front of people. Uh, I'm not even that good at talking to people. Uh, How am I gonna be used by God? Let me tell you today, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because it's about the message and not the messenger. Let's look back. It says um, in verses four and five, it says, and when he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Put out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. And again, Simon's initial response is, Master, I've toiled all night and I got nothing. Even the thing that I'm supposed to be good at, I couldn't catch a single fish. And it would have been easy for him to say that I can't even do that right, God. How am I going to step into the other side for you? And many times when we have times where we fall short, we say that I'm not good enough and we give up instead of going to the other side. But that wasn't what he decided to do. Let me tell you something else about Peter. In Acts 4, it's funny because that's when we think Peter's got it all together, right? And he's speaking truth to people. So he's, he's uh, they, they made people mad. They made people mad all the time talking about God. And they bring him before like the rulers and these, these high people. And they're like awed by what he has to say. They're like, wow, how does he speak with such conviction? And the words that they use are, how does this man who is unlearned, and common speak with this conviction. So let me tell you, even when Peter had it kind of going on and he had it together, people still looked at him and was like, he's broken. And let me tell you, that's a good thing. Because when they saw Peter, they were like, this can't be Peter, the fisherman. That is God in Peter. That is my God. And so for them, they're like marveling at that. And for you, that is true in your life. Tell you what, it's better if you are broken it's better if you went through a lot of things. I don't care where you were yesterday, where you were this morning before you came in here. God calls you on the other side today. Yeah. It doesn't matter. The second point is we often let our level of faith be dictated by our level of self-confidence. And that goes with what I've already been saying. But let me tell you something. In John 14:2, I want to read it. And I think we have, you can write that down if you have time. But John 14, 2, if you can put it up, if we might have a slide or not, but I'll read it. In my Father's house, he's speaking to the disciples, he says, are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and will take you to myself. And I love this. Oh, this is heavy. That where I am, you may be also. So let me tell you, when you, speak, when you go to the other side and God calls you into that, he doesn't push you out by yourself into the other side. Okay. Where Jesus says that where I am, I want you to be as well. And he, that is the story that he has for your life over and over. And a lot of times the enemy tries to tell us that we're not good enough. Let me talk to you about Hebrews 11. How many of you guys know Hebrews 11 and what that is? Some of us. The hall of faith, right? Okay, and so we got all these people that did amazing things for Jesus and he outlines them. All of these crazy things that we can never even comprehend what they've done. And let me tell you, in this list were prost- was a prostitute, murderers, liars, thieves, all these different kind of things, and it didn't matter because it wasn't about the messenger, it was about the message. And so if you leave here today and you remember one thing, you remember that you are worthy because all it matters is if you are a vessel to God or not, that you are worthy to be used by him. That's the first question. And so the answer, the question was what? Is the other side meant for me? And what's our answer? Yes. It is meant for you. Okay. Second question. What if the other side is hard to see? What if the other side is hard to see? Let me say the only difference between the known and the unknown is the other side. And when you go to the other side, you're going to know. You're going to know. I have a metaphor. Okay. How many of you guys play tennis? I got like, okay, three of you are going to understand. Now I'll explain it. I'll explain it so you understand. Let me tell you, I, uh, I played in high school, um, and I work at a tennis club now. So I was walking to the tennis club the other day, and I stopped, and I started watching this match. Don't tell my boss. Um, and I started watching it, and I noticed that they were pretty good. These guys were hitting it back and forth, and they were playing doubles, okay? So in doubles, you got a partner back behind you, all right, if you're at the net. Um, and they were pretty good, and... I thought that was cool, but I did realize that the point like, wasn't ending. It was just like going back and forth and back and forth. How many of you all think tennis is boring? You can be honest. Yeah. It was just going back and forth and back and forth. Okay? And I realized that there was something different. Okay? So let me, let me preface this. The guy in the front that's guarding the net, that's the best job. You know why? Because when you're by the net and the ball comes to you, there's nothing stopping you from just hammering it into the ground. Okay, that's the best part. So you just, you just get to smash it, and you win the point. Okay, does that make sense to everybody? Okay, and so the person in the back is like diagonal behind you, and they're returning all the ones that go deep. Okay, that's your job. And I'm watching this guy in the front, and this is what he looks like. The whole point. Doesn't move a muscle just sitting here. And I was like, what is this guy doing? Move and go hit the ball. And I realized that he had been taught to guard his line. Now that means that he's closest to this line over here and if we, he were to allow the ball over there, the person that's diagonal behind him ain't gonna be able to get it. So the first thing that you're taught in doubles is that you have to guard your line. But he learned that and wasn't willing to step out to win victory, okay? Are we getting where I'm coming from now? He wasn't willing to step to the other side and take a chance because it was unseen. He wasn't sure if they were gonna go down his line, okay? He struggled with the unseen. And many times in our lives, we struggle with being able to see what God has called us to. It's like, uh, God, give me a vision of exactly how it's going to happen. And then I'll step forward for you. Uh, Not always like that. No. And so he calls us to know that. Okay. Let's read verses. Oh, no. Can you put up your giving should be awesome up here? Because it should. Your giving should be awesome. And I put a little hyphen there, and you'll understand why. So in verses 6 through 9, we're going to look at it. It says, And when they had done this, they enclosed a large number of fish, and their nets were breaking. They signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both the boats, and so they began to sink. But When Simon Peter saw it, this is the part, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. For he and all who were with him were astonished at the catch of fish that they had taken. And let me tell you that many times you won't be able to see what the other side looks like. But when you step into it, you're going to look back and see that it was Jesus all along the way. You're going to see the whole and you're going to see the entirety of it. And like Peter, you're going to be in awe. And I want you to ask yourself right now, when was the last time that you stepped into something by faith and you got to look back and be like, my God is good and my faith has grown through that? Because it's convicting for me. Because he, I believe that he calls us consistently to be stepping into the unknown because that's a God who he is. When you received salvation, it was by faith, right? And so when we step by faith, we see a lot of things behind us that God has truly been doing all the way to call us to him. And I believe that today, many of us are missing out on the other side because we're scared of the unknown. But God doesn't call us to see the unknown. He calls us just to step into it by faith. And... That's the answer for that question. So, last question, will the other side be enough for me? Will the other side be enough for me? And this one breaks my heart. Because many times, I feel like more commonly, more commonly than the other two, this is the one that we feel. That if I step in and I do that, if, if, if I leave my job and go do this, if I start this business, if I attend a small group, if I start going to this church, if I start reading my Bible every day, it's not going to be enough to fulfill me. And many times, we search after things in this world. You know how you guys be. You'd be like, ah, I can't wait for vacation. Yeah? Ah, yeah. uh, When I get vacation, I'm going to be fulfilled. Yeah. And then when you're on vacation, things go wrong. you're like, man, I'm still stressed. What is going on? <laughs> or you go into Target, and people Whoa. will be coming up to you. Target, woo, not, not for this. You, you'd be going in there and people come up to you and be like, I'm going to help you retire by 30 or 25. And say, like, oh, I just turned 26. Because they have a plan for you to be able to get out and, and achieve satisfaction as if satisfaction is being done with your job. When in fact calls us God calls us to be in our job and to bring him into it, uh, acknowledge that he's there and achieve satisfaction through that. And yeah. that it doesn't matter if you have a 9 to 5. doesn't Matter if you do what I do or what Greg does or whatever, God is in that if you allow your whole, the Holy Spirit to be there with you. Yeah. And that's where the satisfaction will come on the other side. And let's read. Uh, can you put up there abundance is attainable? Thank you. Let me tell you, this is, this is such a cool verse. Uh, John 10 7 through 10, uh, 7 through 10 says, So Jesus again said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they, might, that they may have life and not just stop there, have it abundantly. And let me tell you that the life that you're kind of asking yourself, is this going to be enough to fulfill me? Is stepping to the other side by faith into this thing, is it going to be enough to fill? And I tell you, it always will be. And that verse is just so clear. Have life and have it abundantly. Let me tell you, the other side doesn't add. It multiplies. The other side doesn't add. It multiplies. Uh, I grew up in, like, college, or not college, high school, middle school. I felt, like, a heavy conviction on my heart that God was calling me to speak his truth to people. Um, I've always felt that. Always felt that that's the most peace. I love it. There's nothing better. Um, But many times I allowed the enemy to tell me some of these things, that I wasn't good enough, that I didn't see other people doing it, so how am I supposed to see the other side? That truly maybe it wouldn't be enough for me. And I remember I was trying to choose where to go to college, what major to take, And I knew that God wanted me to step into ministry because that was the only place I'd ever felt truly peaceful. And I thought about the other side, and all those things came to mind. And I allowed the enemy to tell me that I had to find something else for my satisfaction, that I had to find something else to fulfill me. And so I went into sport management because I love sports. And it was good, but it wasn't what God had called me to, truly. I elected to stay on the safe side. And then every summer, I felt heavy conviction. I felt the Holy Spirit telling me, Dalton, I'm still calling you. I haven't given up on you. This summer, why don't you go and you work at a camp? Why don't you go and speak my truth to people? And you know what I did? I said no. I said no again. And again and again over the summers. And each time, the enemy created this lie in me that I wasn't going to fit in spiritually because I hadn't taken those steps. But I also wasn't going to fit in with the world because I just wasn't good enough. And so I felt in between. And when I got out of college and I got a job, I didn't get a high-paying one. I got one that I didn't really care about. And I'll tell you what, I was broken and I was struggling. And it felt like it was way too far. It was way too far gone for me to ever live out his calling in my life that the other side never was gonna be enough for me. And I remember I left work one day and I was driving and I mean, I was just crying in my car because I was so broken about what I was supposed to do and if things were too late. And I remember it popped up in me again that it you can still go counsel at a camp. And I was like, God, I'm 23. Uh, and I told myself that it's too late. That, that that's that's where old like that's where college kids go uh i need to just make money and i didn't need, need to do this or that to fulfill me and i remember that lie coming up and it was like god was just like no because in that moment right after i thought that i was driving okay so don't get mad at me but somebody texted me and i looked at it all right we you all do it okay i i looked at my phone i didn't text back all right wait until i got there Um, And on my phone, a guy I hadn't spoken to in over a year texted me, and I'll never forget it, said, said, I don't know what you've been doing, but why don't you come work at a camp this summer? No prior conversation. God was like, all right, stupid. Andrew, his name was Andrew. And he, he, not this Andrew, but it could have been you. And And he was like, Andrew, go tell him right now. Go text him right now because for so long I had been choosing the safe side. For so long I had chosen not to go to the other side. And God said, I haven't given up on you. I remember breaking down and I remember crying because it was like, God, I felt like you had been gone, that you'd given up on me, but all along the way you've been there. And even if I'm stupid, you're going to show me through a text. Even if I've been saying no for forever, you haven't given up on me. And for many of you right now, you're believing that God has seen your flaws, he's seen the things that you've chosen, he's seen where you've been. And that is that is too far gone that you can't make that decision now. And let me tell you it's never too far gone. It's never too late. That today you can tell God the other side is for me. And that this week when you reach out to your mom, your dad, your brother, your sister, the one that you've had a tough relationship with, the one that has been broken. And it's felt so hard and heavy and you haven't known what to do. And when God calls you to reach out to them and tell them that you love them and they ask you, why are you doing this? Where is this coming from? You tell them that I'm trying out the other side. That the other side is for me. Two weeks from now, when we have small groups sign up, And you know that God's been telling you to find community and to find love and to find people that are going to invest in you. And you sign up and you go. And your small group leader asks you, where are you coming from? Why are you here? You tell them that I'm trying out the other side. That the other side is for me. It doesn't matter where I've been or what I've done. I'm here now. God, I'm yours. And years from now, when you're with your friend that right now you know them, they don't know Jesus. They've been so far from him, you've been scared to talk to him or her. You've been scared to invite them to church? You've been scared to to share your faith? Years from now, when you sit with them and you talk about how good Jesus has been in both of your lives, you look back and when they ask you, why that week? Why was that the week that you reached out to me and you shared your faith with me and you invited me to church and I know you were scared and I know that you didn't think you were good enough? Why was that the time? Why did you ask me then? And you tell them, that that was, the other, that was the day that I chose the other side. That the other side was for me. And you asked yourself, is the other side meant for me? And God said, yes. And you said, God, what if I can't see it? He said, it doesn't matter. I can see it. And God, is it going to be enough? And he says, if you step in right now, I'll show you enough. I'll show you life and I'll show you it abundantly. And I believe that for you today. And as we sit here and we pray, you pray to God and you say, God, you show me where you want me to go to the other side. You pray that he shows that to you so clearly that you have no excuse. That if I ask you about it, that you have something that God wants you to do. Whether it's just reading your Bible, whether it's simple, whether you gotta quit your job, I don't care. If God calls you to it, the other side is good and it will be enough. So as we pray right now, you think through that, and I'll be praying for you. Father, you are so good. Father, you chased after me for so long. And you told me that the other side was for me. And I believe that right now you are heavy in this room, that your Holy Spirit wants to speak to your people, that you want to convict but also encourage. So I pray right now that for the people in this room that you give them a clear picture of what you want them to do. And as they think about their, that picture and those questions, those things that come up in their mind that want to keep them from going to the other side, you eliminate all those right now. And you show your victory because you already got it. That victory is theirs because it's yours. You allow them to accept that, God. And I pray that you would encourage them, that you would grow us up as a church that is on the other side. I pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Glory Podcast. For more information about this message or Glory Church, please visit glorychurchkc.com.